Hey there, this is John, and I want to take a quick minute to let you guys know about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. You don't even have to do anything. Your podcast will be heard on Spotify, Apple, Google, and many more listening platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now back to the show. You are now entering on bar audio hello and welcome to another episode of on bar audio i'm your host tim farley and next to me is my trusted companion john Kearns. what's up people today is the return of six and sixty and boy ho do we got some news and topics for y'all before we get into tonight's <clears throat> card I would like to mention that yesterday, at the Budokan, Keiji Muto, otherwise known as the Great Muda, ended Go Shiozaki's long and historic GHC heavyweight title reign when he countered a lariat into a Frankensteiner to become the third person in all of Japan to become a Grand Slam champion. And what does that mean, John? That means that he has won the IWGP uh, heavyweight title, the Triple Crown Championship in all Japan, and has now won the GHC heavyweight championship in pro wrestling Noah. After the match, Kaito Kiyomiya rushed to the ring to confront Muda and challenge him for the title next. However, no words were exchanged, and Muto left the ring to celebrate his title win on the stage. Now, with this win, Muto has uh, joined Kensuke Sasaki and Yoshihiro Takayama as the Grand Slam champions of Japan. Uh, While I do like that he has... uh, he has become a Grand Slam champion. I don't know if I like that he was the one to defeat Shiozaki on his major run. Especially the last year of matches Shiozaki has put on. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, oh, odd me. feelings uh, within the fans of. Noah saying that this was a bad booking decision or a meh booking decision. Um, I think that Shiozaki has has been solidified. Um, and if Muda is going to lose to Kiyomiya eventually, that helps further along a younger talent who's been on the cusp. So, um, I think it's pretty cool. John, what do you think? Uh, I think there's nobody better to do it. I mean, the great Muda 
is one of the biggest legends in the history of Japanese wrestling. I mean, how could... I'm actually surprised it took that long for him to do it. True. So, anyway, we just wanted to give you that little bit of information before <clears throat> we got into tonight's card. Tonight's card, topic one, castle is the castle crumbling. This has to do with one Dalton Castle. Now, there has been speculation that Dalton Castle is no longer with ROH or is a free agent. On Cage Match, he is listed as a freelancer. But on his own personal Twitter, on his bio, it says star hashtag watch ROH. So, I'm not really sure of the current status of Mr. Castle. But I do know this. In the Pure Championship Tournament, he lost in round one to Jay Lethal. I know that in on final battle, he lost to Ray Horace. I know that a couple weeks ago, in a pure rules match, he lost to Josh Woods. He also lost to Brody King on Brody King's way to getting a title shot against Roosh at final battle. Dalton Castle, they have talked extensively throughout the years and throughout the before these matches of how decorated he is as a wrestler and all of these pure pure matches he's in he's he's losing and yeah. he is becoming visibly frustrated he has but also it seems like he's not focused he was uh, before the match with Josh Woods he talked about how he has he was on the phone uh, he was also telling people in the back that he was busy at the moment with the interview. He was also uh, talking about how he has a new greenhouse at home and it's not going to operate itself. And I just feel like a couple of years ago they put the world title on him and he was his gimmick was the shit and everyone was kind of like, going towards uh planet peacock if you will and right uh now it looks like roh may not be so high on him or if he is on the way out they're using him to put over other or younger talent the situation is weird to me it's very weird um I'm I'm a huge Dalton Castle fan. I always have been. I don't understand why a guy that was your world champion is losing every match that he's in now. Unless he is on his way out. And if he's thinking about leaving, I think it's time to do so. Because uh, they don't seem to... ROH, that is, does not seem to give a shit about Dalton Castle anymore. Yeah, um, he's either putting guys over on his way out, or or this is going to lead to a mega heel turn at some point. Uh, I don't know what that means, because right now, the waters for him in ROH are very murky. You have Shane Taylor Promotions, he's not going to join them. He's not going to, he may join the foundation, but they're kind of heelish and kind of not. Um, you have, uh... Los Ingobernables, Faccione, or, uh, he's not going there. Um, he could form his own faction, 
But at this point, the only guys who would want to join are probably like <coughs> ROH Dojo guys because right. he, he's a loser. Um, so it's it's kind of it's a very it's very weird to see, very weird to see. Uh, whatever happens with Dalton, I hope it's on the up and up and just not getting buried. Right, absolutely. Because if it's just him getting buried, it's going to breed more resentment with Ring of Honor that is already there and has been for a long time. Um, It has seemed since the return of Ring of Honor that the booking is better, um, the production and everything is better, but then you've got a situation like this with Dalton Castle that feels like old ROH to me. Right. <clears throat> right. I mean, I love Roosh. I love Jay Lethal. I love Shane Taylor, obviously. But uh, I love Dalton, too. And to see the spot he's in now is really unfortunate. Agreed. Moving on to topic two, the Forbidden Door. Uh, recently, uh, Tony Khan's latest um, Impact commercial, he said that he was the Forbidden Door. AEW has also trademarked the Forbidden Door and the Forbidden Portal. What this means, I don't know, but I hope the Forbidden Portal is an interpromotional event. Because See, I thought the same thing but about for but about Forbidden Door. Yeah. But here's the thing. So, we haven't talked about it on this show, but we've tweeted about it. We've mentioned it here and there in different shows that we've done, but we never did a whole retrospect. Uh, we got the Good Brothers and Don Callis from Impact and AEW we have Private Party challenging the Good Brothers for the Impact World Titles at Impact No Surrender. Uh, this past Impact, we have saw we saw a bunch of AEW uh, video messages for Tommy Dreamer's birthday. Uh, he's turning 50 at, on the day of No Surrender. And Chris Bay is turning half that age, 25, on the same day. Uh, happy birthday to, bo- to both of them. Um, we... Saw John Moxley ish talk at Wrestle Kingdom uh, via video message. We saw John Moxley uh, go to New Japan Strong and attack Kenta. We yep. saw Kenta come to AEW and attack Moxley. This led to Kenny Omega trying to form a partnership with Kenta saying that they were both Bullet Club, and Kenta said, I'm not your friend, fuck you, which led to a no-rules-false-count-anywhere tag match between Moxley and Lance Archer against Kenta and Kenny Omega. And what happened? Kenny Omega hit a one-winged angel with the help from the Good Brothers on Lance Archer for the win. But throughout that match, Kenta and... At the beginning, Kenta and Kenny were not on the same page, but very quickly yeah. they got on the same page. Well, because they had to. We then found out 
during the new beginning in Hiroshima via Kevin Kelly, that that main event from Dynamite would be on New Japan World for New Japan uh, fans to see. Uh, we've heard Jay White and Tama Tonga with their going against Anderson and Gallows, saying they betrayed them, talking about how the elite got kicked out of Bullet Club and they're not real Bullet Club. The real Bullet Club is in Japan, and it's about progression and change and moving forward. And then things got really interesting on Twitter with Finn Balor and Adam Cole, former members of Bullet Club, Finn Balor being the originator of Bullet Club, tagging <coughs> mostly all the people involved with prayer hands and such. So, uh, right now, AEW is featuring NWA talent, uh, Impact talent. Um, Impact is showing AAA and Impact uh, um, um, AEW talent. Um, we're seeing MLW feature AEW and AAA talent. AAA, AAA's champion is the AEW heavyweight, heavyweight champion, Kenny Omega. Leo Rush of MLW put up his middleweight title against Laredo Kid's AAA Cruiserweight cha Championship in a in a title-for-title title match and won, meaning MLW is currently holding the AAA Cruiserweight Championship and the AAA Mega Championship is being held by the AEW World Champion. There's a lot of cross-promotional stuff going on. Blake Christian left GCW. He's going to be showing up on Impact, but that doesn't yeah. mean... That he's on impact. Uh, this is all just wild, wild west crazy shit, man. Yeah, and it's the best thing going today, in my opinion. Um, also, you failed to mention, on that big no DQ main event, John Moxley showed up with what, Tim? The IWGP US title. Yeah, on Dynamite, on AEW television, on TNT on United States cable television. New Japan also <coughs> also rolled out. Kenta had his IWGP uh, contract briefcase with him, too. Also, it should be noted that New Japan just launched a Roku channel, and uh, the show is an hour long, and there's going to be back catalog stuff. Um, so, uh Man, this is some. This is a crazy time to be a wrestling fan. I'll tell you that. I think the Forbidden Door is now a pile of wood mulch chips on the ground. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I read that the reason that New Japan and AEW started working together was mainly because Harold May is no longer in the picture, and New Japan is very strong on Moxley. So even if. On February 26th, mm -hmm. I believe, at the new beginning in America, if yeah. Moxley loses to Kenta, I would not be surprised if we don't see Moxley again in New Japan. Oh, I wouldn't be either. And uh, let's speculate a little bit about what we could see 
from the forbidden door being open. Um, personally, I want Suzuki in America with Lance Archer. Hell yeah. Uh, the dream matches are a list a mile long. For sure. <clears throat> Mainly, I've been saying we got to get that Orange versus Suzuki match that we got promised for Joey Janela Spring Break 4. Joey Janela Spring Break 4 is happening now at the next GCW Collective. I believe that's in... Mania Weekend. Mania Weekend. So, uh, I don't know if the match will happen there. I don't think it will. Probably not. But, uh, also, Orange Cassidy versus Toriano, obviously. Um... So many ma- so many matches. I want Jay White versus Kenny Jay White yeah. and the Gorillas of Destiny against Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers. Kenta versus Pac. I want desperately. Uh, I want Pac and Hiromu. Pac Pac versus everybody really. Uh, Pac versus Taiji Ishimori. Yeah, would be incredible. Shingo and Omega. Oh man, they're. I had a list. Shingo and Archer. I didn't know we were going to get into this. Shingo versus Archer. Would that'd be, be good. good. Um, Dark Order versus LIJ. Yeah, that'd be good. There would be some great stuff between Naito and John Silver. Pac versus Will Ospreay. Mm-hmm. Um, Phoenix with any anybody in the junior division. Phoenix versus Ryu Lee. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be rad. Um... <clears throat> but yeah, there's a lot of lot going on, man, and the end result has to be the Golden Lovers storyline. Oh hell yeah! Whatever happens there, but it ha- that has to be it. Um. Anyway, so we at On Bar Audio are very excited about this. Um, moving on to topic three. After the new beginning, we got New Japan Pro Wrestling Castle Attack, which is happening on February 27th and 28th. Now, the first card on the 27th is kind of like a preamble to uh, the second night. The first night, we get to see Hiroshi Tanahashi, Hiroshi, Tenzon and Kojima against the United Empire. Um, then we have Yoshihashi against Tonga Loa and Hiroki Goto against Tama Tonga. Chase Owens against Toru Yano. Ishii versus against Jay White. And Evil versus Okada. During the new beginning, all of these feuds were established. G.O.D. and Jay White failed to get the never-open-weight tag titles off of Ishii, Goto, and Yoshihashi. And after the match, Yoshihashi declared war on Gorillas of Destiny and said that they, him and Goto are coming after the tag titles. Yano and Owens have had this ongoing feud since Wrestle Kingdom for the King of Pro Wrestling champ, uh, title. Um, Hiroshi... Tanahashi was challenged by Great Okan, um, and Evil has been going after Okada. Uh, 
to the extent where Dick Togo choked the life out of Okada with a zip tie. So, the next night on February 28th, we will get the title matches. Uh, the first match will be Ten Tenkozy <clears throat> against Will Ospreay and Jeff Cobb of the United Empire. We will see a six-man tag match. Okada, Ishii, and Yano of Chaos against Evil, Jay White, and Chase Owens of Bullet Club. We'll get the tag team title match between the Gorillas of Destiny and Yoshihashi and Goto. The Never Openweight Championship match. Great Okan trying his best to get that title off of new newly minted champion Hiroshi Tanahashi. We will see LP go for the Junior Heavyweight Championship against Hiromu Takahashi, which has been a very interesting story. Where LP after the match in Hiroshima Night One, LP and Taiji Ishimori tried to beat the hell out of Hiromu, but Hiromu uh, has friends, and right. that didn't quite happen. And it was after the longest junior heavyweight championship match in New Japan history against Sho. Um, LP wants the junior title, and Bushi and um, Hiromu want the junior tag belts. So I was kind of thinking that we'd get a two-for-one here, but that doesn't seem to be. After Ibushi defeated Sonata uh, at the main event of New Beginning in Hiroshima, Tetsuya Naito came out and eyeballed the Intercontinental title. We all know that Ibushi wants to put those titles together, but I love the idea of Naito going after the Intercontinental title as he is so... uh, uh, He and the Intercontinental title have a very historic and uh, uh, memorable time together. Yeah, that's true. Um, I would... Be remiss if I said I was, if I didn't say I wasn't sad. It was wasn't Shingo, but if Naito does take the Intercontinental Title off of Ibushi, which he should, Shingo should challenge Naito next. If he's not going to be in that never scene anymore, Shingo challenge Naito. If Naito wins the IC title, why would he do that though? Because he can. We've seen LIJ members wrestle each other. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, okay, this is I, I guess an old school way of thinking about things. Um, anybody that doesn't overtly seek out the biggest title is weird to me. Like, I know the history that Naito has with the IC title, so for him, it makes sense. I don't think it makes sense for anyone else. I can understand that way of thinking, but to me, I just felt like if Shingo is getting out of the never scene, the next scene to get into is the Intercontinental. And then, by solidifying yourself there, then you go for the world. See, I look at it but as then a we ha- But then we have a double champion again. 
Not if Ibushi is holding. Well, not if Ibushi wins, but no, not if it's not for both titles, John. Okay, no, but if Shingo as Intercontinental Champion challenges Ibushi, oh, that's way, way, way down the line. Okay, but okay, but it's literally what you just said. No, Um, I didn't say that at all. I didn't even say him challenging Ibushi at all. You said you challenge for the IC title. Then you challenge for the heavyweight title. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't mean he'd be holding it. That means he he might lose the belt. Uh, all right. Him. Well, okay. Well, you know, I'm, <sighs> I'm sorry. Uh, okay, so Castle Attack looks good. Uh, night two, duh, is way more intriguing than night one, but that is the norm with these two night New Japan shows. What are you thinking here, John? I'm thinking Tanahashi. I'm thinking Naito. I'm thinking Hiromu. I'm thinking G.O.D. Because, no. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We know what that no translates to. No Shihashi. No (laughs) Shihashi. Is this a six-man title match? No. Uh, Who's the six-man champions? Why aren't those being defended? Because se- three, two, <laughs> two-thirds of them are going for the tag titles. Oh, okay. I don't even remember who the fucking six-man champions are, which is because they don't put any focus on them in the fucking slightest. Uh, there's going to be some volatility with Jay White and Evil, I think. Or there should be. It doesn't feel like we're getting that anymore. It well, feels it feels like that the this whole bullet club thing is they've kind of come together against the entirety the entire idea of what's happening in America. All right. Well, so this big thing they got built up is getting squashed by Omega and the Good Brothers. I see. Um, and that's not. I don't hate Omega and the Good Brothers, but. I also don't like New Japan just saying, whoops, that never happened. Forget about it. Don't watch those other shows. No. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I'm i trying not to be a dick about this, but, I mean, in my opinion, this is a three-match card. I'd say four. Bing, bing, bing. I, I, I'll, I'm looking forward to the... To the tag title match. Just to see G.O.D. crush Yoshihashi's dreams. Well, that's... Yeah, I mean, I could see why you would say that. But, uh... I don't know, man. Something... Mm, I don't know what it is. Something I want the about, United Empire to move on. Something about New Japan's rubbing, rubbing me the wrong way recently. And I can't really put my finger on it. Anyway, I'd like to see the United Empire move on from this storyline. Very much. Uh, I believe Will Ospreay beat Kojima and, and, and Cobb, uh, I mean, Khan. Oh, Khan defeated Tenzon. Yeah, so I mean, why, I, I why just, are we still here? I just don't really find myself caring much about Ten Cozy. Yeah, I don't think anyone does. Oh. <laughs> uh, the other thing that I wanted to bring up about New Japan was. Show 
had a great never open weight feud with Shingo. He had two phenomenal best of Super Junior performances the past two years. He just took Hiromu to the limit. What are they going to do with this guy? Who, show? Yes. I mean, he should be the junior champion already. He should have been a long time ago. Um, Hiromu's fighting LPY? I, I, I know you already said it, but re- refresh me. LP uh, has been attacking... Hiromu, uh, and... And who and who did Show just have that awesome match with? Hiromu, right? Yeah. It was for the title. He lost. Oh, well, okay. Um, I don't know, man. Show's too good to be losing all the time. Yeah, it feels like they, they want to keep him up there, but they don't want to give him the title yet. And... It's kind of what they did with Ibushi for years. Yeah, but Show's not like Ibushi. Ibushi wouldn't sign full-time, so... Show is full-time, yeah? Yeah. I mean, are they just waiting until Yo is is good again and they're just going to make them the junior tag champs forever? That would be, uh, yeah. be a slap in the face to Show. It really fucking would. It really would. Um, I think, I think that... After this Okan Tanahashi stuff, do you, do you think it's time for Show to move on? Yeah, I think he he should be going after that never open weight title again. Yeah, whether I mean, whether it's against Okan <clears throat> or Tanahashi. Tanahashi has said that anybody can challenge for it because it was always supposed to be an open weight championship. And um, oh, yeah, shows Show wrestled Shingo for it. Okay. Uh, no, I'm I, I'm just going based on recent backstage commentaries. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> because it seems like every time there's a new champion, like everything gets reset, which does make sense to a to a point. But uh, you know, I mean, Great Ocon. I don't think Great Ocon's beaten Tanahashi yet. Oh man, I, I want, mean, I want him to. I don't think Tony Hawk is losing in his first defense. Uh, that, they they a, played hot potato with the never open weight title for a long time. Shingo, yeah, that's true. Shingo was the was like the one in recent history to like keep it for a while, but and even then he lost it and then won it back. So. I don't know. Take, taking another look at night one here, uh, Jay versus Ishii is going to be good, and Okada versus Evil is going to be good. I agree. Goto versus Tomatonga as well. Yeah, that'll be all right. Um, is this a... What was... I saw that Chase picked a stipulation for his King of Pro Wrestling match. Do you know what it is? No, sir. I. It must have just happened. I have no yeah. idea. Yeah. Uh, but... I guess we'll tweet about that when we find out what it is. Anyway, uh, I pretty much agree with John on night two. Uh, I'd say that the United Empire has gone over 10 cozy. I'm going to say that Jay White pins Okada, or evil pins Okada, uh, to keep that story going. 
Uh, I want G.O.D. to crush Yoshihashi's dreams. Uh, I don't see Tonohashi losing in his first defense, but he could. Uh, yeah, he totally I, could. I'd like Okan to win because then that might move the United Empire on. Uh, That's true. That's a good point. From Hiromu and LP, I don't want LP to win the title just yet, but I want a fucking fantastic match, and I know I'll get it. Oh, you're going to get it. Uh, <laughs> Naito and Obushi. I want Naito to win. I want Naito to win. Yeah. Because I still want the Intercontinental Split those title. Goddamn titles. I want the Intercontinental title to be a title still. Yeah. I don't, I don't want I don't want them together. Uh, so, <clears throat> moving on. What the fuck Elimination Chamber? So far, I mean, this we, past week on Raw, we got three matches announced for Elimination Chamber, which is happening at the end of this month. I'll say this. I'll say this. It's more than we had going into Elimination Chamber last year. I don't even fucking remember. We got Bobby Lashley with MVP against Keith Lee and Matt Riddle, or Riddle as uh, they call him, for the United States Championship. Lee was inserted... For what reason? Riddle ran the gauntlet through all of the other members of the Hurt <coughs> Business. This should be a one-on-one match. But I guess they're not sold on Riddle completely. And I guess they don't know what they're doing with Keith Lee. So that's why this match is going on. Which is really un- fucking annoying. Matt Riddle has been in so many various weird roles throughout the past Two fucking months. And now you finally have him do this whole thing with the Hurt Business. Just to throw Keith Lee in his way too? Uh, That doesn't feel right to me. Keith Lee had all this momentum coming in. And he he has this uh, relationship with Drew McIntyre. And all this other stuff. And he should have one of the spots in the Elimination Chamber. In my opinion. The other matches that were announced is Oscar versus Lacey Evans with Ric Flair for the Raw Women's Championship. I hope that match is five fucking seconds long. Yeah. Oscar needs to choke that bitch out. Choke uh, out Ric Flair while you're fucking at it. Well, what should happen is Lacey should get uh, distracted by Charlotte coming down and either aligning with Ric Flair and Ric Flair turns on Lacey. Yeah. Or she fucking hits her dad. Yeah. And then Asuka just locks on the Asuka lock. Because this Lacey Evans, Ric Flair, Charlotte Flair storyline is cringe as fuck. And and literally annoying. Um, we all know where this all this is going. WrestleMania, Asuka, Charlotte 2. Probably with the same fucking outcome. Unless... Charlotte aligns with Rick and goes full heel. Um, and then we got the Elimination Chamber match for the WWE Championship. Where Jeff Hardy could be replaced by Keith Lee. Randy Orton could be replaced by Matt Riddle. Sheamus could be replaced by... Well, Sheamus kind of um, makes sense. Sheamus kind of makes sense. The Miz could be replaced by newly debuted Raw star Damian Priest. Um, AJ Styles is AJ Styles. He's fine on where he is. But uh, The Miz is the current Money in the Bank contract holder, so why the fuck is he in the Elimination Chamber match? 
Elimination Chamber throughout history is the most thrown together bullshit pay-per-view that WWE does. It is inserted in between the Rumble and Mania for no fucking reason. It should be in the fall or the winter. Uh, Fastlane shouldn't even fucking exist. We should go from Royal Rumble to multiple months of build for WrestleMania, which is your biggest fucking card of the year. Raw is such a dumb, stupid, bullshit show. Call me an AEW show. Call me whatever you want, because I still enjoy NXT. I still enjoy SmackDown. Raw is fucking trash. Correct. Here's another thing. Drew McIntyre is a fighting champion, right, Shane McMahon? That's what you told him. Bet. Why the fuck is Shane McMahon back also? Hold on. But that's... Bet. Bet. Roman Reigns ain't going to have it on Friday. He ain't putting up his title in Elimination Chamber. Bet that shit. He's probably going to wrestle Kevin Owens again because whenever he stared down and talked to Edge on make your decision, this is the ultimatum, blah, 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 before Edge could say anything, Owens came out and stunned him. So I'm going to say that Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens happens at Elimination Chamber, and uh, that is where Edge will say, I'm choosing you, Roman. Um... But, this Elimination Chamber match, in my eyes, if you're going to have the Royal Rumble pay-per-view, okay, it's based on this one match where the winners go on to headline WrestleMania. There's two main men's titles. Have the Elimination Chamber uh, pay-per-view be one Elimination Chamber match, have it three guys from SmackDown, three guys from Raw, and then they choose one of the champions as well. Obviously, Royal Rumble winner comes first, so they would have to they'd have to wait for Edge in this situation to pick. But the other one, the the person who won the Elimination Chamber, goes against the champion. The fact that yeah, Drew McIntyre yeah. no is going to be no more of this defending the title in the chamber. Yeah. The fact that Drew McIntyre is probably going to be the only champion defending in an elimination chamber, uh, <clears throat> Roman Reigns, um, is is annoying. Uh, I do understand why Sheamus is there. He was his friend. He gave him the Claymore. He was all this. Now he's focused then on getting Then why isn't the title it just back. Drew versus Sheamus and then another two people in the chamber? Why, why isn't it just Drew versus Sheamus? That's yeah. all. That's all you had to say. And then, yeah. And then you take out you take out Jeff Hardy, because why? And you throw in Cesaro. You throw in Nakamura. Brian. And you throw in Brian. There. But so far, these three matches don't have <laughs> me excited at all. Uh, and, and that's probably because it's all wrong now people so far <laughs> i mean i'll still watch it because i do enjoy the elimi- the elimination chamber as a concept but um and the pay-per-views aren't bad it's just like yeah they're not bad they're just like they always look like they're gonna be shit <laughs> you know what i mean yeah <laughs> but then but then at the pay-per-view it's like everybody switches it on i guess but 
Like, hey, we know Vince put together this really shitty card, but we're going to try our best to actually make it work. Why isn't Keith Lee in the chamber? Why? I don't fucking know. Why isn't Riddle getting a one-on-one match with Bobby Lashley? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It really doesn't make sense. Why is Ric Flair with Lacey Evans? Why isn't Lacey Evans on SmackDown where, I, in my opinion, she belongs? I don't know. Lacey Evans could be so fucking good. Lacey Evans could be a top baby face in the women's division. But, I mean, like, I've always liked Lacey Evans. Some people don't for dumb, retarded bullshit reasons. Oh, I can't say that. But, um... Why is she fighting Oscar? Why isn't she on SmackDown? I don't know. Me either. Moving on. Tonight... Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 4 is happening. And then next Saturday, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 5 is happening. You could go to bloodsport.watch and order one or both or both with a t-shirt. They have two different designs. I did uh, because Bloodsport's fucking awesome. Yeah, so far, we do have the card for tonight's show. We don't have next week's yet. Diego Perez against Gil Gordado. I don't know either of them, sorry. Royce Isaacs versus Calder McCall. I've heard that Royce Isaacs is very good. I've never seen him. <coughs> Super Beast versus Bad Dude Tito. Don't know either of them. Bad Dude Tito is such an old school wrestler name. I love it. <laughs> J.R. Kratos against Alex Coughlin, which should be fucking rad. Uh, Cal Jack against Nolan Edward. I don't know much about Cal Jack, but Nolan Edward was on GCW Fight Forever and yeah. did pretty damn good. Uh, Simon Grimm against Tom Lawler, which should be fucking awesome. Calvin fucking Tankman against Davey Boy Smith Jr., in the penultimate contest. Penultimate! Which, which is fucking awesome because Calvin Tankman, <coughs> everything I've seen on yeah, I just saw GCW him. and MLW, he's been fucking awesome. And Davey Boy Smith Jr. thrives in Bloodsport. His yeah. shit kicks ass. And the main event of Bloodsport 4 is a jizzworthy <laughs> main event. Yeah, it is. The Dirty Daddy! Chris Dickinson against the suplex. I don't want to say machine because yeah, that's, that's Taz. How, he's already, he exists. I want to say um, thick boy. The thick boy. Well, fucking Bronson Reed's the thick boy. Oh, dude. Jeff, Jeff Cobb needs a name, damn it. <laughs> Jeff Cobb. <laughs> he's Jeff motherfucking Cobb. And uh, <laughs> this show's going to fucking rule. If you don't know what Bloodsport is, John, let them know. Uh, Bloodsport is raw underground, but good. Yeah, Josh Barnett <laughs> That's is it. what else has so, been in wrestling and you and uh, MMA, MMA yeah. and bare um, knuckle fighting. He's he's one badass dude. He will be on commentary so as well with uh, some other dude I don't remember. So Bloodsport, Bloodsport is basically it's professional wrestling, but. Mixed with MMA. 
It um, strikes, it's catch as catch can. Yeah, it's it very suplexes. much... It's it it's like if every match on a New Japan card was for the never open weight title. Yeah, kinda, kinda. yeah. But and, so, and, and throw some saberism. Yeah, throw it. some saberism. So it's a ring with no ropes, but it has posts still. Um but yeah, it's no ropes. Uh it's supposed to be like actual shoot fights. And I think in a lot of ways it is actual shoot fights. Dude. But there's some like, just look it up on Instagram. the The set for this thing looks awesome. It's it's better than every other iteration of Bloodsport. It blurs the lines so intensely that you really can't tell sometimes if these guys really have heat, or if they're really fighting. Fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Like it blurs the line crazily. Yeah. It's going to be fucking rad, and I can't wait to watch it. Um, and that takes us into our last topic, NXT Vengeance Day, which will be tomorrow, Sunday night. The card will open with the, well, this is what we're reading. The NXT North American Championship being defended by Johnny Gargano against one Kushida. Hell yeah. Johnny Gargano tried to fake an injury to get out of it. William Regal said, you're not really injured. Um, If you are, then you forfeit the title right now. Or Austin Theory, in his match against Kushida, defends your title against Kushida tonight on NXT, this past NXT. Gargano wanted nothing of it. Kushida was in the ring. Regal asked Kushida, what do you think? Gargano had no idea. When Kushida went to grab the title or attack Gargano. He got up out of his wheelchair and started walking. So it was apparent that Gargano was lying. This match is going to fucking rule. Yeah. Because these are (laughs) two of the best 205 pound talents in the business. I've been loving Johnny Gargano's heel, heel run. Yeah. And Kushida, Johnny can afford to lose. Yeah. And Kushida should have a title. So, I'm going Kushida. I'm going Kushida because uh, we were very vocal about our displeasure with how Kushida was being treated in NXT. But ever since his big return last year, he's been just going up, 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 up. So, I am ready for Kushida to hold a title. Yes. Then we get into the Women's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Tournament Final, which will be for the Cup and a shot at the Women's Tag Team Title Belts. On one side, you have Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, who defeated Casey Catanzaro, or Catanzaro, uh, and Caden Carter, who really impressed me during the Dusty Classic, um, against Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart who defeated Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Um, this really could go either way. Who has the women's tag belts? I believe it's still... It's not in Shayna, right? It, I think I think they got them back at Royal Rumble in the pre-show. Right. So, with that... They would go with the face team, right? 
and Ember yeah. has and Shotzi has. Um, I mean, personally, Shayna. Personally, but, I want my goth queens to win. <laughs> yeah, my e girls need to win. Yeah, but <laughs> but I could also I wouldn't mind seeing Raquel Gonzalez go toe to toe with Nia Jax and show her what yeah. real big girl wrestling is. But I'm picking Ember and Shotzi. I picked them at the beginning, and uh, which leads to the men's tag team classic. Dusty Classic final match. Two teams that I said were going to the finals. MSK, a.k.a. the Rascals, against the grizzled young veterans. This is tough to call. Yeah. Um, Right now, the titles are being held by Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan. In that way, the grizzled young vets winning makes sense. Both do. We would get a knockdown, drag out, fuck you fight. But MSK has not lost since their debut. Are, are they going to hot shot MSK all the way to the titles? If so, I would not hate it. Neither would I. I wouldn't hate it. Uh, if they hot shot MSK all the way to the here's titles, a question, John. that'd be nuts. Here's a question. MSK losing in the tournament final, does it kill their momentum? No, because it's against the Grizzled Young Veterans. MSK winning the tournament and losing to Oni and Birch, does that kill their momentum? Yes, because in my opinion, Danny and Oni are not as good as the Grizzled Young Veterans. Correct. So, who are we going with? Um, I'm going with Grizzled Young Veterans. Yeah, I'm going with Grizzled Young Vets as well, because... If MSK wins, in my opinion, they have to beat Lorcan and Birch. Yeah. Grizzly Young Veterans doesn't really have to beat Lorcan and Birch. Right. I think Grizzly Young Veterans made the finals this makes two years in a row. They should win. I think they're a pretty big tag team. They're... They should be in the in the main event scene of NXT with their tag team. Um, so, MSK... So protection of momentum is our motive here. Yes. And also, veterans, the Grizzled GYV deserve, deserve it. The penultimate contest. The NXT Women's Championship Triple Threat Match. Io Shirai, Mercedes Martinez, and Tony Storm. Tony Storm recently turned heel. Mercedes Martinez is a badass. They both have attacked Io Shirai. They've all gotten into multiple fights. You see the title moving? Uh, not right now. Me either. Io Shirai. I think if the title moves, it's going to happen at WrestleMania weekend. That'd be interesting. I'm picking you. If it Same. does move, it'll go to Tony. Yeah. But I'm I'm saying Eo. I, I I number one, I don't see her going up to the main roster right now. And two, I don't I don't think Tony Storm or Mercedes are solidified enough yet to get that title. I mean, yeah, for Smarks, 
Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, Tony Storm, she's been here, she's been there, Mercedes Martinez, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But if you're an NXT viewer, they're not coming close to you. Yeah. So, I haven't seen the entire card for this yet, and I'm currently salivating, because the main event for the NXT title is Finn Balor defending against Pete Dunne, which is a match that I've wanted for a very, very long time. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) It's going to be awesome, man. I mean, do we even need to pick a winner here? I mean, who cares? (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't be upset with either winning, but... uh... If when Balor loses the title, it'll be to Karrion Cross. True. So this is gonna be a five star classic match. Six. Oh yeah. Maybe even seven. <laughs> I'm breaking the scale. But uh Balor's defeating Dunn. Unfortunately. Because I love Dunn. Yeah. But I love Balor too. I mean, yeah, I mean, how can you not? Uh whew, that match is gonna be good. So yeah, six and sixty, baby. All together now, wherever you are in the world, whether it is morning, noon, or night, you have a great one. Peace and love to all of you. Bang! What's up, guys? John here. Coming at you after the 6 and 60 for February 13th, 2021, to tell you about Armbar Audio's new partner, GSW, aka Global Syndicate Wrestling. GSW is a brand new independent wrestling promotion. They are having their first show on February 20th, 2021, call time 8 p.m. It's going to be live on Fight TV. You can scan that pretty little QR code on the screen right now to. Uh, figure out how you can view this event. I believe it is only $15 to watch. Uh, the card looks great. They've got Michael Elgin versus Wrecking Volodyrsky. They've got Richard Holiday versus Jake Crist. They've got Vicious Vicky versus Gabby Ortiz. Smiley versus Ricky Reyes versus Gio Galvano. Deanna uh, Perrazzo versus Trish Adora. And the main event, it's going to be for the GSW World Championship. It's going to be Alexander Hammerstone versus... The greatest man who ever lived, Austin Aries. Check him out. Fight TV, February 20th. That's GSW, Global Syndicate Wrestling. We are proud to have them on as partners.